Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. Behind the Herald Headlines for today, focusing on the devastating fires in the Greater Nelson Mandela Bay area during the course of the past week. Joining us now, Acting Fire Chief Nelson Mandela Bay, Wayne Hendricks. It's a heck of a job you guys have uh, achieved, Chief, but you got some help along the way as well, didn't you? Uh, that's uh, that's correct. Uh, uh, we received assistance from uh, the gift of the givers, uh, private sector, uh, volunteer groups, uh, farm com community, and a host of other assistance uh, that received. Give us an idea, Chief, of how big an area was affected and how dangerous it was for the firefighters. Uh, I won't venture in giving you exact, uh, but I'd, I'd say it's 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 several hectares of, of thicket of vegetation and grass and bush that was destroyed. Now we're in a drought, dry vegetation. There are alien plants, strong winds also fanning those fires. That is correct, yes. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, at the height of the fires, we uh, most of the Nelson Mandela Bay suburbs were, you know, you know because they replaced a, some valves, most of the areas were without water, so that exacerbated the problem. But, uh, you know, it, as I said uh, uh in previous interviews, we did receive help from Gift of the Givers. They made available various tankers and we could source water from the bowls that they drilled in the Nelson Mandela Bay area. Chief, how did the Gift of the Givers get involved? How did they hear about it? Did you call them? How did that work? Um, to tell you the truth, uh, it was so hectic, I can't really remember. But I think the call came from them because, uh, you know, they are there to assist uh, mankind. How many homes were lost in the fire? We've seen some photographs on social media. Yeah, no, no homes were lost. There was slight damage to two properties, uh, but we managed to extinguish those quickly. Firefighters must have been exhausted. Give us an idea of how long they were on the shift. Well, firefighters worked 12-hour shifts, and, you know, during the peak of the fires, they had to, we had to stretch that to, to 14 to 20 hours on a day. Going forward, Chief, what can we do to avoid an issue like this? I understand this was uh, not arson. How do we avoid facing a problem like this in the future? Uh, look, this is a normal, bushfires is a normal normal phenomena. So, you know, but to cut down on that, I think uh, people must take care of the environment and just be stewards uh, of the environment because uh, this is going to cause, going forward, it's going to cause, it's not going to, get easier going forward. But, you know, people are sometimes careless with, with open fires. And also the main thing, especially these houses and, and town uh, townhouses that are abutting these bushy areas, you know, uh, uh, somehow we must get them to, or who the owner of the land is to, to get them to make fire breaks. Chief, the reaction from the public on social media and conversations I've heard people have, very grateful for the work that Gift of the Givers and your fire department have done. What's the reaction been like that you've personally received? Well, it, it was overwhelming. You know, the public, uh, we were inundated with uh, with uh, 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 supplies, you know, uh, uh, sustenance for our firefighters. So, yes, the public came to the fore and they helped us. Thank you very much for your help. Thanks for the chat this morning and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Acting Fire Chief Nelson Mandela Bay, Wayne Hendricks. Thank you, Chief. Thank you. 
Still talking about the devastating fires around the Greater Nelson Mandela Bay area in recent days. And we're all aware of the human costs and the infrastructure that's been damaged. Possibly some people overlooking the fauna and flora costs. We thought we'd find out about that. Uh, Gwyneth Momechka, former member of the Barkins Valley Preservation Trust. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm well, thanks, Darren. Uh, Darren, I'd just like to um, point out that the fire started in Fenglen. It was not a lit fire. It was a fire that was caused from the, the overhead electric pylons that run through the suburb. It shorted out for some reason at 23 minutes past four on Wednesday afternoon. There was an almighty explosion and the flames were there immediately. Atlas were there in no time at all, and it was evident that that was the start of the fire. Unfortunately, we had gale force winds prevailing, and it was just unreal how the fire spread. Um, fortunately, we haven't seen a lot of evidence of animals that have come short. Of course, the snakes and the tortoises would have not made it because they can't get out fast enough. The birds are very concerned. We've got jackal buzzards that actually reside in the valley. They've been there for years and years and years, and they were circling around. So I'm not sure if, they, if their nest went or not. One doesn't know. But um, we are on the lookout for animals that are possibly damaged that we can rehabilitate. And Arnold Slubbert has um, offered his assistance to any animals that should have been damaged in the fire. When will we have an idea of what the final picture looks like? Basically, um, it's just walking around and looking at the looking at the area. We don't have a lot of buck left in the valley. Unfortunately, they've been poached. So the valley is very, very sparse and very burnt at the moment. But um, on walking around and, and looking, um, that's about the only way we'll pick up animals that have not survived. The... Um, the fauna and the, the and the flora side of it. Um, in the end, the fire will be good because now the 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 indigenous will come out again and grow and flourish. But until that until that time, it looks a bit like a a burnt area, very very black. Uh, Gwyneth, now in addition to the indigenous flora, we have invasive species. Why is this going to help with them? The invasive species. Look, we've been we've been trying to get a firebreak cut behind the residency in Glenelg Road for the last five years, and we've actually got absolutely nowhere with the metro and the powers that be. So, luckily, we didn't lose any homes or lives, but th- this firebreak needs to be cut. And we were very very fortunate to have the assistance of Rainier, who brought in a front end loader and cut behind the homes in Ferngland and Sandwich Park the very day after the big fire. So at least we have some sort of area where the fire brigade can actually go behind the homes. But there, there are still a lot of aliens in the, in the valley, and alien vegetation burns very, very hot and is very damaging because it burns and the embers fly all over and the fires start all over the place. So the idea is to, while while we are as clear as we are, we need to get the aliens out now while they're still accessible. Going forward, are there any plans for partnership or collaboration with the likes of the fire department or possibly a residence organisation just to make sure we can get to these issues quicker if they occur again in the future? 
Um, there might be a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm not sure at this stage. But we're hoping to um, bring about something. Unfortunately, the Metro just don't have the manpower or the budget to do it. So we're going to have to go it alone. But how we're going to go it alone is just um, in the pipeline at the moment. Well, keep us updated and we appreciate you joining us on Behind the Herald Headlines today. Will do. Thanks very much, Darren. That was today's edition of Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann.